On today's episode, my wife bought me a skydiving uh, for our first year anniversary, so I got to jump out of a plane and soon wrestled John Schreers. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, yeah. I let him win. I heard that story. Let um, him. <laughs> <laughs> I always let your boss win. The business that we're in, we have to challenge ourselves mm-hmm. and we have to be challenged by others mm-hmm. um, uh, to really, you know, to deliver something very unique. You can storytell with a, with a logo. It's just not in words a lot yeah. of times. It's ASAP, a Strategic America podcast. And this is the theme song. And we don't have much time, just need it ASAP. Okay, thanks, bye. Hello, welcome to ASAP. I am one of your hosts, Casey. And I'm Joe. And today we have the VP of Creative and big time adventurer, Bruce Ganser. (laughs) Hello, hello. (laughs) Thank you for being here. Is, Is it Halloween today? It is. That's why... Um, our listeners won't know, but I actually am dressed crazy and everyone has to just take me seriously, but I've got feathers all over myself and a wig on. Yeah. It's, there's been a lot of action. We carved pumpkins yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Bruce, your pumpkin is so cute. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little ghost emoji. We'll have to post a picture along with the podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. It was funny. The story behind how that gourd came to end up here was kind of funny too. Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah, I, I, I saw the big pumpkin as I left the house and, and I knew I couldn't explain that to my wife. So I thought I could get away with a small gourd (laughs) and a small gourd looked like a ghost emoji so yeah she did call me out on it when i got home did she? she said we're gonna gorgo <laughs> here's a photo of it and yeah. she liked it so yeah, that's well that's good at least that's that's recoverable that's awesome it's so cute oh, so yes man. we'll post a picture um we're also in the midst of our united way campaign mm-hmm. and bruce you sent out an email of a list of things one of which is not true things that you've done and you always have stories. Yeah, You're yeah. always living way too dangerously. I have to tell you all the time. Don't <laughs> die. Be careful. Still here. You're still here. So you've obviously been taking my advice yes. and not dying. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I've, I've lived a very adventurous life. You have. So let's go through this list. And oh, then geez. after I go through it, yes. we're probably going to want to talk about some things. But okay. there's only one of these things that aren't true. Fire away. Um, Survived a body-piercing bullet at mm. the age of 10. Battled a 300-pound black belt ninja. Jumped out of a plane at 10,000 feet. Told a bouncer I worked for Nicolas Cage to get into the Troubadour nightclub in L.A. for a Hall & Oates concert. Sumo wrestled my boss. Completed a polar plunge in the Arctic cold waters. Breakdance attempt that led to a neck injury. Reach speeds of 150 miles per hour on a bike. Ran away from home at the age of 18 to defend our country. Drove the wrong direction for 200 miles. Had a drink with Blake Shelton. Survived the gas chamber. Top secret military tank welder. Drove a NASCAR race car. And you met Prince Charles. So which one of those is not true? So should we, have you guessed yet? <laughs> I have, have you? I have. What did you we guess? Share those? I guessed. So I guessed the the break dancing injury. Oh, that's very true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did you? What was your guess? My guess was the polar plunge because okay. I figured 
I've known Bruce so long that I would have heard about the Polar Plunge. Sure. But I had not heard about the Polar Plunge. Yes, okay. I, I do keep a few secrets. <laughs> <laughs> I do and, I'm not, and I'm not proud of all those. There's a few things I'm proud of, though. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, serving the country was was awesome. Um, and I would love to just give a real quick backstory. Yes. And, 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 and the incorrect or the correct incorrect answer was the was the troubadour. Um, so I, that would be a lie if I told the bouncer I worked okay. for Nicolas Cage. So. Um, and when you said I, that to me, I'm like, yeah, I guess that's not you. You just be like, I just want to get in yes. to see Holland Oats, yes. and yeah. somehow you would make your I way would in. I would sneak in through a small crowd that <laughs> was entering the back door or something. Um, but real quick, it, it was yeah. It, as I was putting the list together, uh, it, it was quite kind of bizarre, and <laughs> over my lifespan, and and you know the 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 survived a body, uh, body piercing bullet at the age of 10. That was a, a hunting accident. My brother, we were squirrel hunting and really? shot me with a 22 caliber, uh, entered my back, exited my stomach, put me in the hospital for two weeks. Oh, wow. Um, so I survived that. Um, <laughs> uh, praise the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my 300 pound black belt ninja, I competed, I was a black belt uh, when I went to college uh, in Taekwondo yeah. and I sparred against uh, he was a postmaster from Traer, Iowa, and he weighed just shy of 300 pounds. And he, and he, he oh, wow. put the fear in me, and <laughs> yeah, he taught bad. me how to block kicks and punches because yeah. if I didn't, I, I would not be here today. Oh, that's who trained you then? Uh, no, I, I was competing against oh. him. Well, I knew um, you had some martial arts background, so yes. I was like, I feel like that was one that happened. Mm -hmm. Yes, and my wife bought me uh, skydiving uh, for our first year anniversary, so I got to jump out of a plane. Was that um, amazing, scary? It was. It was a tandem jump, so I, I just oh, enjoyed no the, big deal. I just enjoyed. I just no enjoyed the ride, and you know, the trainer pulled the cord, and so <laughs> it was a lot of fun. And Sumer wrestled John Schurz. Uh mm -hmm. Again, yeah. I let him win. I heard that story. Let um, him. <laughs> <laughs> always let your boss win. Uh, and then I fish up in the boundary waters in Canada, so we decided to cut a hole in the ice and jump in. Yeah. Um, and uh, jumped on my brother-in-law's. Uh, um, uh, they call them crotch rockets. Um, one day without a helmet, that's one oh, thing I'm not proud of, and, and just decided to, I didn't realize, but I looked down, I'm like, it's 100, 150 miles an hour. I got to slow down here. <laughs> oh, my God. Did not seem that fast. <laughs> no. And, uh, and again, I was very proud of being able to serve my country in the, in the Army. and. And and uh, um, uh, went to a Minnesota Vikings uh, football game, um, and and was heading back to school in Waterloo, and uh, ended up looking up and saw a Duluth, Minnesota sign. Yeah. Um, so I'm halfway to Canada. <laughs> And I was going the wrong direction. <laughs> and this is like three in the morning. Oh. And I had school the next day. Oh, no. So uh, oh, it took man. me 200 miles out of the way. Middle of the night joy, right? Yeah. Did you and get to school the next day? Uh, I did get to school. I just wow. I didn't go to bed. I just drove right to school. Just <laughs> That's attended. crazy. And then hung out with, again, on The Voice, when my son was on season seven, mm -hmm. um, hung out with with uh, Blake Shelton backstage. Is he cool? He is cool. He, and he, he always had a drink in his hand. Yeah. Um, and I just happened to have a drink in my hand, and I said, hey, uh, Blake, cheers. And yeah. he, we tipped. And <laughs> that's so cool. it was fun. That is cool. Um, and then I was a welder in the military. So, and at the time, in 1981, um, I was welding on M1 Abrams, and they were top secret. So, oh. um, 
and it was training for me. So everything I was doing was like uh, highly secure. You couldn't say anything about it. And so that was kind of interesting. And then we shot a um, commercial for uh, Lennox and Rusty Wallace um, was a famous race car driver. And we went out to Mooresville, North Carolina. Yeah. And he said, you want to drive a car? And I says, yeah, of course. So I jumped in his car, he fires it up, and I drove it around his shop. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then uh, a lot of people guessed Prince Charles that I met, you know, that I, c- I just couldn't have met Prince Charles yeah. or the royal family. And my wife and I went to um, uh, the Grand Caymans uh, last year, and they were opening a daycare for underserved children. And we just happened to cross paths with her motorcade and uh, gave him a shout out. And uh, so that was just kind of a kind of a unique. And actually, they actually shut the island down because they declared a national day, a national holiday. Really? Um, wow. All the shops closed. And that was the day we decided to go shopping. So hmm. we had to change plans. <laughs> yeah. So, so you just hung out with royalty huh? instead. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> you can, so you can. The, the, the most important part of this was was um, was our were the campaign goal, which is $52,000. So this was a way to just really engage people. And and we had fun with it. And and I donated some additional dollars for the winners. And uh, a few of the other principals jumped in. So And you're going to get pied in the face. You have agreed to be pied in the face, which is something that is not on your list yet. You have not been pied in the face. I have not. That's that's one. It's coming soon. (laughs) I don't know if I should. Yeah, yeah, I will. That'll be. I don't know if it's a bucket list thing but it's not a bucket list it's an inter- no. interesting story it's those bizarre yeah. uh-huh. things that i can do next time i'm just add to your list yeah. it's a testament to bruce a little bit i think the the list that's even here um i've only known bruce for a few years here but uh, you know anytime we spend time together it seems like i always hear another interesting story so yeah. when you put this out i think for everybody it was like well i mean he he could have done any of these yes yeah. <laughs> and like none of your scuba diving adventures are on there no, which yeah. yeah yeah i got yeah. another list coming yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> i mean there's all kinds of things i'm like oh that didn't make it on the list but uh-huh. it's like yes. when we hung out with ronnie too she was just like oh my gosh bruce is so funny he has yeah. stories about everything oh, I'm like yeah. he's done everything yep you just hang out with me more often that's right you're just always up for an adventure so yes. if you're listening out there stay tuned um i'm sure on social you'll probably be seeing some pie photos coming up uh, after the end mm-hmm. of this one today so if you haven't seen those yet you have to dig back and look through but it should be coming soon all right, so now we'll get into the show part of the show. Um, we usually start out with living the dream, which we're all doing here at SA. So you've been here for 30 years? Yeah, 30, going 31, actually. Um, I'm in my 32nd year. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Only Kelsey is? Yeah. High, well, I mean, yeah, yeah, Mike and John. Been, yeah, yeah. Kelsey, yeah. yeah, Kelsey and I have been around a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're a lot more adventurous than yes, him. Yes, yes. But he did have a pet tarantula, so. Oh, yeah. okay. I did didn't you know ever? That. I did yeah. not know that. Yeah. yeah. He yeah, also Kelsey, had a yeah. snake. Yep. I heard that. He was he was back uh, episode two, I believe. We had mm-hmm. Kelsey on to tell some of the stories of the early days of SA and how that all evolved yeah. and all that cool stuff. Maybe maybe him and I should get together on one of these. I yeah. think so. That would be great. Reminisce. Yes. Yeah, for sure. You'll have to convince him to come back on. Okay. <laughs> what's, uh, what's that been like the last 30 years of being here, Bruce? I mean, did you start out, did you start as a designer or how did you? Um, yeah, it was, I got kind of a late start. I I, um, out of high school, I, like I said, I went into the military and spent a six-year stint with with them, learned a lot, and um, 
and really didn't know. I always knew my passion was art. I knew that in, when I was young, and and um, it, it ran in the family. And uh, then really just just decided that maybe farming wasn't my thing, and mm-hmm. and wanted to kind of follow my passions. So at the age of twenty six, I entered art school. It was just a two-year school at sure. Hawkeye Community College. It was Hawkeye Tech at the time in, in Waterloo. And um, and then once I finished that program, yeah, I, I printed uh, 50 resumes and I walked down to Strategic America at the Russell Lamson Hotel and said, I would love to, to work for an agency. And um, that was, I didn't even, I didn't even use a resume, so I've never used a resume in my life, <laughs> to believe, it or, believe it or not, um, and went to work there as an intern. Yeah, and just really had a passion for design, and um, and uh, about five years, six years in, um, I really kind of uh, was able to grasp the importance of strategy and what that meant to design, and and the third part of that was was the people and um, working with other artists and inspiring them, inspiring each other to grow their career path, and and that really interested me and and. And and as we as I journeyed down that design path, um, I entered into a more strategic kind of role, better understanding how you could really leverage research and insights that could really drive and and you know and the market was kind of demanding that um, um, you know over the last. 15 to 20 years and mm-hmm. now it's real time. I mean, you've sure. got that real time information. Um, so I do less design work, but um, yeah, it has been, it's been quite a journey. Um, the passion never goes away. That's, no. you know, I keep advising and, and counseling young kids to, if, you know, if you're getting up every day and, and it's just continues to feel like it's not right, it's probably not right. Find yeah. something that is right. Find something that's in, that's in your heart and soul and you want to pursue it because it's that that's going to get you through the tough days. You're sure. going to have the tough days you're going to have you're going to have the struggles um and uh uh, so seek that that excitement and that passion out yeah that's what i went to school for history at first because i thought my history teacher was so cool i was like oh yeah i'm gonna be like him then i'm like what am i doing yeah and then once you get doing the thing you're supposed to be doing then it's like you said the passion and you know you say you don't do design much but you still do a lot of design and you always have some inspiration or some ideas so yes, you you're do. still you do I was a struggling student in high school and you know I I, I really didn't apply myself you know academic wise and and um, I, I you know I pop my ADHD was probably off the charts but at that time nobody knew <laughs> yeah. it and, uh, I didn't know it and and distracted by a lot of things sports mm-hmm. girls and and uh, so Cars. I had to, <laughs> yes. so you know it is it, you know it was hard for me um, but you know luckily I had um, parents that really just taught me how to work hard I'll follow your passions. Mm-hmm. And um, don't give up, and uh, and you know really care for for others, and when you put those things together, uh, you can't fail. Yeah. Um, um, you know it requires kind of to reset and and rethink things, um, but if you have that passion. Um, and that one direction, um, you'll continue to head in that that same path. And sometimes that takes a few um, 
a few other paths for others yeah. to get there. So, yeah, yeah. I, I, similar to Casey, started out, um, I thought I was going to teach social studies. I really like my history courses and government and those kinds of things and went down that path and, and it didn't feel right. I got in the classroom and started teaching and, um, in, in school still, yeah. but it was, but it was like the, they called it a practicum. It was kind of like student teaching, but not quite full time yet. Right. Um, and I was like, this is not, it felt miserable yeah. and it was like this is not what it was supposed to be and a dream of mine was always to go and and um produce music or or make music right. so i thought well i'm gonna go and, and get a degree that was kind of adjacent to audio engineering and right. at the school i was going to the university of evansville there in indiana um they didn't offer like a specialized audio engineering program so we went for for broadcast communications basically right. um and it's been it's it was like a, a leap of source to like go down that path and chase it. And I felt like I, I didn't know how I was going to find a career, but as I have, it's been kind of cool. And you're right. I mean, I still have days. I'm sure Casey probably still has days we where it's do. like, you feel like <laughs> you don't know what you're doing or you're frustrated <laughs> or whatever. But, but one thing that I'll point to Bruce a lot too, and some of the other um, folks on the team that kind of provide some of that strategy in our direction is like a lot of times you'll come along when I'm in, that place or frustrated or whatever and you'll push me a little bit to mm -hmm. get past it or you'll offer something that's like i hadn't thought about and yeah. and i think that's really cool to be able to lean on you know 30 plus years of experience of doing this to kind of keep those of us that are still yeah. going down that road you know that's a, that's a very important point and and you know i really embrace that just for others that challenge me and in, mm -hmm. in, in the same manner because I mean, the business that we're in, we have to challenge ourselves, mm -hmm. and we have to be challenged by others mm -hmm. um, uh, to really, you know, to deliver something very unique. And uh, you know, we're human beings; we like to fall into that comfort zone, mm -hmm. and um, and it's it's. Uh, a lot of people, and I've learned in my toughest times when I've been challenged to a point where it's like, I don't, what's the right uh, course of action here? Right. And you just have to follow, like you said, you got to follow your gut, you got to follow your heart. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that 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 is a challenge that you actually have to take it head on. Mm -hmm. And and it's amazing when you do that, uh, uh, whether you fail or succeed, you learn from any one right. of those two um, areas, and uh, you learn so much from those challenging moments. Mm -hmm. And and I actually embrace that today. Um, I love it when people challenge me because it gets me outside of my comfort zone. So applying that to others um, is very key and important to to deliver your best and to deliver at least in the agency environment, deliver something very very unique and distinctive that somebody else can't yeah mm -hmm. um, yeah that's how i you know sometimes I, I i've heard people saying i couldn't quote it directly but like you know when you when you feel like you haven't done anything that you weren't comfortable with in a while like you know you're kind of maybe stuck in a rut a little bit because yeah. and i could relate to that completely because yeah sometimes you feel like you're you know everything just feels almost uh you get in a place where it feels mechanical it's like yeah that's not good we need to, yes. <laughs> we need to find, especially especially in this world but yes very true so talk a little bit about um, some of that 30 years before you got necessarily to where you are now when you're working through that process, whether it was as a designer or when you got into art direction. Is there any like key project or any milestone where you felt like, you know, you really started to understand better that that strategy aspect or the anything creative um, that you kind of broke through? Do you remember any stories like that? over the um, I think the big breakthrough was just getting around other people mm -hmm. that 
that could do it better than you, not necessarily sure. design or art direction, but but others that really understood the research and had had the tools to provide it to you in a way that you could translate that into the design and art direction. And, you know, I can remember 15 years ago, you'd have to wait, you know, you'd have to wait two or three weeks for the research. You know, now it's real time. And, um, you know, a lot of the breakthroughs were were just, again, finding that nugget of information, um, and we call them insights, Mm -hmm. that um, is really buried in your actually that's buried in your design work, mm-hmm. um, whether that's through the the visual aspect of it or or the content of that. Um, so there's a real um, there's a real reveal um, uh, with those insights and um, and how they're executed in the creative. So uh, they're very magical when they happen sure. um, and they work. Um, because it's really the pulse of your audience mm-hmm. that uh, that is really being conveyed by your artwork. It's like it's that authenticity, right? It's that it authenticity is. behind the work and whatever the message is. Um, you know, you can make. I, I've talked to people before too. You can make things that are pretty or aesthetically pleasing in design, but like when it's authentically part of a brand or a message or whatever they're trying to do, that's a different level of like communication between people. I yes. think, and, yeah. and it feels different. Yeah, you know, and I, it's interesting you bring that up because that's one thing I really encourage designers and art directors just to get beyond kind of what they're really good at mm-hmm. um, and really try to kind of immerse themselves and uh, hang around. Um, other individuals that really do kind of the qualitative, quantitative research. And that's sometimes tough. Mm-hmm. Um, within an agency structure, mm-hmm. a lot of times you'll have an account planner right. um, that you'll hang out with or or a research team. Sure. And man, it is for a designer to, to hang out with a research team. It's, it's, it's at times very kind of revealing. A lot of those individuals are as creative as the designer mm-hmm. in just different ways. Sure. Um, and when you can marry those groups together and have conversations, um, it's very productive. It makes sense. Yeah. You're getting, you're pulling from all those areas of expertise that I think create something bigger than just, yes. you know, one, one side of it. Cause even with the research, I think there could be a lot of great ideas, but maybe not, um, sometimes and not, I'm sure not for everybody, but sometimes like maybe that ch- challenges the execution then. Okay. So what do we do with the research that we have? Um, but I think there's some cool ideas that come out of those places mm-hmm. too. You just never know where you're going to find it. Yes, so. exactly. Do you have any project that comes to mind where you, you feel like you, um, like you uncovered that insight and you're like really proud of how it turned out with the executions or any examples that, oh, yeah, there's, there's a, I feel uh, like they're all sitting at my desk. <laughs> they probably are. <laughs> they probably are. You know, when they're timeless. Uh, so I'm going to talk sure. about what Bruce has done yeah. for yes. a minute. Yes, um, so do. like all the allied incentive pieces, they would give a trip away to, and it would be to some island or like crazy places. And Bruce would just dive so deep into what this was going to be. And it was just so, you can see them all at my desk. They're timeless yeah. pieces that yeah. he created over 10 years ago that still look like, I mean, they would be award-winning today because they were just created so well with so many interesting papers and fonts and illustrations and really they all have a different feel but it's for an allied incentive piece where it could all kind of be the same but they all go along with they're going to Kauai and then so it's like the history of Kauai you're going on a cruise and then you have a passport and 
your captain and we should actually post yeah. pictures of those That'd long awesome. podcasts because yeah it was like over a decade ago yeah. and they still stand up now as good design so it's like it's timeless yeah. you yeah, hit on something there yeah that's no, it was interesting you mentioned that because there there were some insights to that product, and yeah, I call those my glory days. It was like a, six, <laughs> it, was a it was a six year run where it's like, oh, if I could only do this the rest of my life, <laughs> um, uh, and uh, and but specific to your question, mm-hmm. Joe, insights specific to that um, insurance company that really needed to excite their agents um, to qualify. Um, for sales, which then put them, um, you know, on an island in Hawaii, mm-hmm. and um, based off of their sales. So our goal was to really, the the key in that whole project, and it was a six seven year run, was just simply telling a story, yeah. and really helping the agents visualize themselves. Um, and their family going on this trip. So how you tell that story was you deliver that trip to Hawaii in in your materials and you take them on a journey up the inside passage um, and you get to jump on a boat and, and hang out and catch a can or Juno for a day and you may meet you know kind of a a pioneer on the street that knows mm-hmm. everything about the city so we introduced these characters that, and gave them a voice and told the story through um, all these portages up the inside passage. So it, you just take, you know, you take them on a journey. The one insight that we learned in, in that whole process was, was the wife. If you could excite the wife about her husband going on the trip, <laughs> um, uh, the success rate of getting the husband out there to sell insurance to meet that quota. Um, so we started marketing to the wives. That's interesting. And and if you got them excited, uh, she would help her husband <laughs> say, honey, you need to get out well there done. and sell more. Are we going on that trip? <laughs> So, um, you know, that was, it was, it was, and, and the research told us that. Yeah. So that's uh, cool. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. And that's storytelling such a big thing across any, I mean, any medium that you're doing that. I mean, it's like, a, it's a foundational thing. I mean, we've, you've talked to me about that before when we're right. trying to create things too. And right. that is funny that that's the, the insight they found that makes sense. I mean, you know, looking at it now, but the cool thing is to even find it in research is yes. a, a whole other level. That's awesome. Well, it feels like we haven't been at this for very long, but I, know. I think we're already almost due for a break. But I, but yeah, we've we'll gotta... take a break. We'll come back with more magic. We're going to talk logos because Bruce, he says he's still not designing. He's designing logos. So uh, come on uh, now. And what it's like leading the creative team. Cool. So he says his glory days are behind us. What? No, they're not. So we'll <laughs> be back. Love what you've heard so far on ASAP? Follow us on social media by searching Strategic America. You can also sign up for our newsletter and check out new blogs at strategicamerica.com. Now back to the show. So Bruce, what, as you sit here with the people you are leading, what is your favorite part about leading the creative team? Uh, well, it's, yeah, like we said earlier, it's, it's been a, it's been a great journey, uh, with strategic America, uh, Mike and John have really established a great culture here and, and, uh, and the demands to really perform and, uh, as a successful agency is, has, has 
been established and and we just need to execute on it <laughs> so you know i take those um i take those very serious and and um and i also also take those as a um as a privilege so to speak um and and it's 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 really just helping um now in my career, I understand the importance of of helping individuals understand and chart their career path, and and inspiring others, and just um, pushing them at the right time, like you, like we talked earlier, and um, and just expecting more out of them, um, and more importantly, the more you talk. To individuals and just take interest in what they want to accomplish themselves because like I said earlier you know you're kind of like the people you hang around mm -hmm. and so get around people that you know really want to um, uh, want to head in a direction that that uh, uh, they want to develop their specific skill sets in an area expand one that may enter into another area and the more you talk about that and the more you collaborate around that um, that may take a course change um, but i see so many over the years i've seen so many um, people not share those things and they have this kind of inner struggle of how can i how can i get through this and and the more you talk about that the more you can kind of um lay the lay kind of a plan lay a chart out and so you know we're we're kind of taking that serious and and taking it upon ourselves to better understand each and every artist um and uh and talk about how we can help them achieve their own personal goals that align with the company goals. Um, and when you do that, uh, I think you have a win-win. Yeah, we do. Yeah. So thanks for being our literally fearless as the list shows leader <laughs> yeah. and inspiring us and allowing us to be vulnerable and having little mental breakdowns as I do. But, yes. you know, I, I like to, too. we're all humans. Yeah. I like to warn them. It's like, I'm breaking down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then I say, Casey, you just take a little break. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk in the morning. <laughs> I will say too, it's cool getting to see um, how that process really happens in action too. Cause like I said, I've been here for um, uh, just a couple years, especially compared to, to you guys on this end, but it's cool to see like, even with the assignments, you know, I can see it where we're like yourself or, or he, or you and Randy will will kind of push those certain things towards the design team or writers or, or Kelsey or myself to work on projects and it's kind of cool I think I would assume sometimes you guys probably see that and be like well this might be a stretch for them but we'll see what happens or what we do or like there's I think there's strategy that goes into that too I felt it on my end with projects yeah. but that's cool I mean failure is is part of success mm -hmm. and um, and uh, I would much rather see um students or employees um, be out there failing but learning from those failures and um, and when you get around the right people you can work through those toward a success and that's what's most rewarding for me All right. let's, let's talk logos I let's think. talk logos bruce you're the master I'm a logo king you are you're the logo king i mean we were doing logos like i don't know we were just cranking them out but bruce it, you're the logo king so the process is more than just let's make it look nice 
So what's kind of your logo process? Uh, well, yeah, the logos, uh, logos are, are really the front door to any brand. And, um, and you do have to kind of understand the importance of a logo to the client, um, or whoever's behind that name or, or uh, a company that's, you know, that's developing a new logo, so to speak. So, um, the design part of that is really just immersing yourself in, Understanding kind of that brand, 360 degrees. Um, what's the you know what's the tone of the company? What do they? How do they want to position themselves? Um, what's the you know uh, even just from a content? What's the voice? It plays into kind of the um, the end product of the logo. If you can if you can wrap your head around all that, and then dive into a logo, um, it's helpful. A lot of times you don't get that. A lot of times mm-hmm. a client will just say, this is kind of what we want. This is kind of what we're thinking of. Stay away from this color. Um, and you just, you know, you have to kind of, it's a hit and miss. You know, it's, I call it, we'll know it when you see it. Mm-hmm. Those are the tough ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you'll find yourself chasing your tail. And But if you can, if you can really understand and collaborate with the client on what they're after, um, you can hit the mark pretty quick. And how you do that is give them a broad, distinctive um, kind of palette of of looks. Mm-hmm. And uh, each one may not may kind of cater to specific areas, but it helps them eliminate. And then once you narrow that down, uh, you may not, you just may be at the starting point of, okay, here's a good basis to start mm-hmm. with. So there is a process to get um, to kind of a working uh, productive area. And once you once you get there, you can then start pushing the graphics. You can then start kind of simplifying um, a, a great logo. Uh, there's a great book out there. It's called Love Marks. Um, and it has all the great brands and how they got there. Um, um, you know, McDonald's, Nike, um, uh, that 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 small coffee shop. What's it called? Mm. Starbucks. Oh yeah, Starbucks. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's a little startup. Yeah, and and again, and again, it's storytelling. Um, and in a lot of logos, like like uh, uh, Starbucks, you know, you think of that name, and it really didn't have a meaning. Um, um, I knew the backstory to that. Uh, Randy shared that with me one time, and and it's it's a great book to read and and get into it. So if anybody loves logos, um, Love Marks okay. is one of the best logo books to read and understand how logos come about. And you're like Oprah, Bruce's book list. Yes, <laughs> I know. We can start that. Just send that out with the essay podcast. Yeah. We just do a monthly yes. monthly book list from Bruce. That's yeah. awesome. But you have to simplify it. It, it. it should a good logo should leave some interpretation up for the reader, um, but it should it, it should define who you are um, in a way that uh, is right for the brand um, or that is on brand. So that makes sense. I I'm curious too. Um, I haven't done a ton of logo work in, in my world of, of video and photography stuff, but I, I'm curious to see your take on like we talked earlier about those insights and how that goes into like planning a design or planning a campaign and a variety of things. When you're doing logo work, do you see that same kind of thing? Do you see that there's a lot of work on the back end to get those insights to kind of drive that logo design? Is it more an aesthetic thing based on what the client has? It's probably a little bit of both, if I had to guess. It, it but. is a little bit of both. Yeah. Um, 
um, uh, believe it or not, I think it's it's more the more you can collaborate, the more you can understand um, what the end goal is, um, the better you can get there quicker. Sure. Um, and um, yeah, it should evoke. Um, you know, you can storytell with the with the logo. It's just not in words a lot of yeah. times. So and um, so yeah, it's been I've I've had my hands on some really fun logos over the years. Um, you know, upstarts upstarts are a lot of fun because mm-hmm. it becomes kind of you know it's really an empty vessel. But when you collaborate and you understand what you know where the end goal is, um, you know you can really just spread your wings and and uh, take kind of your client on the journey with you. And that's really key too is, is take your you know take uh, take that individual on that journey with you because mm-hmm. getting buy-in sooner is so much mm-hmm. easier than waiting and pitching to it pitching them later <laughs> and then going back to the drawing board yes. if you have um, to nothing right? there yet start over yeah. Yeah. believe me I've been there uh, uh, yeah that's a frustrating seat to be into this will probably the... be a hard question what's your favorite logo you ever created oh man some of some of the favorite some of the oh, I, yeah there's so many one. of them yeah um uh i don't know if it's my favorite but the one that i've touched several times over the years has been the iowa lottery mm-hmm. logo yeah. um again that that's a very celebrative very um energized brand that that uh, is all about you know um celebrating or or giving back to Iowa. Mm-hmm. So, you know, th- there was there's a, there was a good share of research that went into developing um the new logo on oh, that. Yeah. I, I actually wasn't behind the actual execution but was was certainly um was a part of inspiring mm-hmm. kind of the whole ideation sure. and including other artists um and that was one of them too much like uh, many others of getting other artists kind of that come along board share the same uh amount of information and research but everybody's different Mm -hmm. and they bring their own perspective Mm -hmm. and when you put those up on a whiteboard and you look at those um it's amazing how you can see others kind of think through that and deliver very similar but a whole different angle that uh, that just brings a good a good variety and that's that's something you always want to you want something that's outside the box but safe and then you want something that delivers you know maybe a real stretch mm-hmm. um, and so give giving clients um, or whoever you're doing the logo for a broad perspective to choose from to mm-hmm. hone in where they need to be is is um, is, is a good idea yeah I think that's that speaks back to your point earlier about bringing those clients or those folks or whoever it is that's driving that into the process because there's just like anything and like we talked about with the various departments and where you can find insights from and where you can find creativity from you you take some of the limits off when you bring them in and especially in the client sense then you're yeah you you they have insights and perspective on what their brands about or what they want their brand to be about that you may not see when everything's up on a whiteboard but like you're saying that's that's cool to to follow that path i'm sure i did design the sa logo yeah, yeah. i was gonna and say that's, <laughs> long, that's that's been fairly long standing yeah um, yeah i think kelsey designed the very first one oh yeah, yeah with, he did with uh with the s and it had like kind of ribs a, and kind mm-hmm. of a, yeah. kind of hologram a, kind of look yes. to it 
If you go back on Instagram, I think when we did the reveal for our her um, refreshed brand, right. um, was that beginning of this year? I don't remember. I think so. I think that was right at the beginning of 2019. Um, there were some kind of iterations of the logos that went through. So if you guys are curious to see some of that, that's back in our Instagram feed. I know that has some of those. But yeah, we mm-hmm. it was the Schreers and Associates thing. And then there was the SA. And then it was the SA with kind of the wings. And then the yes. new refresh logo that we have now. But yes. And the SA stands. Yep. It does. It yeah. does. It's, it's the, it's the, through the line test through of it time. All. It is. All right. Before we sign off, usually we have... Like if you have like a quote or a little nugget of wisdom that you want to impart on our listeners, um, something that's helped guide you through your career or just life in general. Yeah, I I, I said it once earlier in the podcast and sometimes uh, I find most pe- younger people gloss over it, but us baby boomers get it. <laughs> um, uh, and it's the word privilege. Yeah. I think a lot of times... Um, we take things for granted, mm-hmm. um, and there's um, some level of kind of entitlement mm-hmm. um, uh, that we all kind of feel like we need um, or deserve. But I, I take—I've always taken a different perspective in life, and and it's been—you know—it's been that. It's—you know—I I view a lot of things as a privilege. Mm-hmm. And having a privilege to work for such a great company for such a great time and, and support me in that, um, having the privilege to um, uh, to do the things that I do every day, and 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 I take that very serious and affect and be able to help others kind of um, chart their path through life. <laughs> and yeah. it's not, And again, it's not just work; it's yeah. life. Mm-hmm. You know, there's. The, uh, we spend so much time here at work and and you have to look at whole you can have to look at it holistically and and so I always want to be there um, um, for uh, a lot of reasons uh, but me personally you know I work hard and and um, and uh, so that's my perspective yeah. yeah well it's been a privilege to have you oh, here absolutely. And <laughs> a privilege to have you as our leader so yeah, thank you for being here Bruce yeah, thanks yeah, for man. inviting me in thanks for coming on yeah thanks guys thanks for listening um, if you haven't already go ahead and take a look at us on iTunes or Spotify and drop us a review um, and we will talk to you next week on ASAP bye ASAP a strategic America podcast is produced inside the walls of strategic America a marketing agency located in West Des Moines, Iowa. Visit strategicamerica.com ASAP for more.